history and our history. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Mystery in Our History podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy conspiracy theory related and how they came to be. I'm JR, and that's Chris Barry. <laughs> doing, doing a little <laughs> dance. <laughs> and here we go. We're back to back cryptids. I like it. That's right. I, I told you last episode, I'm a man of my word, Chris. We're going to take a look at the Goat Man this week. Mm. Just like Mothman, only goat. Just, just goat. Yes. And I know that uh, this particular cryptid is one of your favorites, Chris, so I am expecting you to bring it this episode. No slacking off. So no slacking off for me, buddy. All right, Goat Man <laughs> is absolutely one of my favorite cryptids, and I can't wait to get the ball rolling on this bad boy. I will say... As far as cryptids go, before we get into this episode, this was one of the harder research cryptids that I've had to do, um, because there's there's plenty of stuff, like there's plenty of, of sites out there on Goatman, but a lot mm-hmm. of them just say the same thing, and it's all summed up in like two paragraphs, so it was really hard to find this yeah. info. I thought it was weird that there was more than one goat man, which we'll get into later, but mm-hmm. I I am only familiar with the Maryland goat man. So when you told me there was multiple, I was just like, oh, that's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump in then. So the goat man of Maryland is an urban legend that is uh, over 50 years old. So the story begins at the Beltsville Research Agricultural Center in Maryland. Supposedly... A scientist at the facility named Stephen Fletcher was working on an experiment where he was mixing the DNA of his assistant with the DNA of a goat. (laughs) Shockingly, something went terribly wrong, and the goat man was created. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Something went wrong mixing human and goat DNA, huh? That's that's odd. (laughs) I know, right? Who would have thunk it? (laughs) Clearly never read a Hulk comic book. Yeah, right? Those that have seen him and meaning the goat man, and lived to tell the tale, described him as an axe-wielding goat-humanoid hybrid with horns and cloven hooves. Yeah, man, the axe thing I never got, but he is usually depicted with an axe. Like, that is no joke. The Maryland goat man is an axe murderer. Yeah. It's not, and it's not, it's not like a wood-chopping axe either. No. It's like a a battle axe. It's like a double-sided axe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like medieval sometimes yeah sometimes it's like a medieval battle axe sometimes it's a hatchet but it's yeah, yeah it's it's so strange <laughs> but the goat man is said to terrorize parts of fletcher town road especially the part just outside of the city limits of bowie he's been spotted elsewhere but this seems to be his main haunt uh goat man is believed to have a cave under an old metal bridge um in, uh, on Fletchertown Road outside of Bowie, and that's where he always returns to. Yeah, locals in the area of Maryland, too, uh, will go to that bridge and see if they can basically see Goatman. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a local thing. Um, some people park on the bridge as a dare. Um, it's just a whole bunch of just screwing around the bridge. It's called Crybaby Bridge, if anyone in Maryland 
is listening and want to go check it out, if you do, let us know what you find. Is record that, a little bit of video for us. So Crybaby Bridge, does that mean that like Johnny Depp is there? Yes. Yes, that's where he actually got his name, Crybaby Johnny Depp. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> Johnny Depp was in a movie called Crybaby when he was like really young. Yeah. What are you, old? <laughs> it's funny because I, 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 I think you're younger than me, right? That's that's the joke. I don't know. 87? I don't know either. Yeah, 87. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's also a variation of the legend um, that tells of Goatman as an old hermit who lives in the woods, seen walking alone at night along Fletchertown Road. Yeah, that one's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I never heard about that one, but sure. I mean, far, why not? I mean, they're all legends, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Just keep um, it to himself. Another tale is that he was a goat farmer who went crazy and killed tons of teenagers after he figured out that they killed his goats. <laughs> and, and what like wears one of his slain goats heads on his head he's just like stretching the truth a little bit on that one maybe i don't know again think, all legend though so. i know but i i think that's more of like the it's the goat man you know what i mean yeah. like he's not actually half man half goat he's just the crazy goat man because teenagers <laughs> killed his goats and he went on a killing spree yeah he just went insane yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but that's just the tip of the iceberg Right, so the goat man mm -hmm. can trace his heritage technically all the way back to ancient Greece. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in Greek mythology, a satyr is a male nature spirit with ears and tails resembling those of a horse, as well as a permanent, exaggerated erection. <laughs> so that's that's pretty nice. You know, he's both horny up top and down below. Hey I like now. your style. Hey, hey, goat man. <laughs> so early artistic <laughs> representations sometimes include horse-like legs, but by the 6th century BC, they were more often represented with human legs. They were companions of the gods Dionysus and were believed to inhabit remote locales such as woodlands, mountains, and pastures. They often attempted to seduce or rape nymphs and mortal women, usually with little success. They are sometimes shown masturbating or engaging in bestiality as well. Jesus, dude. Those filthy little buggers, huh? Yeah, they, the satyrs are filthy. Um, yeah. For those of you wondering or trying to put two and two together, if you've seen Hercules, mm -hmm. the animated Hercules uh, movie by Disney, um, Danny DeVito's character, I forget the name of the, the character, Phil, I think is, the, is what they call him. Um, he was a satyr. And that's why he was kind of depicted as being that, like, little dirty man. Was it Pan? I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen Hercules in ages. I thought his name was Pan. But... I, th I think it's Phil. Phil was, like, his trainer. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. But over the course of Greek history, satyrs gradually became portrayed as more human and less bestial. They also began, began to acquire goat-like characteristics in some depictions, as a result of conflation with the pans. Gotcha. Okay, so that's what they're called. Correct, which are the plural forms of the god Pan with the legs and horns of a goat. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I never would have thought of the, the Pan as a goat man, but, I mean, he is literally just a goat man, so... Yeah. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't, like, put it two and two together until it's, like, it's yeah. just thrown at you, like, by the way, he's a goat and a man. Yeah, I guess I never really made the connection, but I mean, like, what else would he be, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so the Goatman legend made its way through the centuries via paintings, sculptures, and pottery all the way through to the 19th century. So even if there was no experiment in Maryland, what's to say the Goatman wouldn't still be there terrorizing people if the Goatman's real? Um, because if satyrs were already trying to seduce and rape, it makes perfect sense that the Goatman's victims of choice are young lovers. Yeah, and indeed it would. And I think I'm about to be disappointed to find out that Goatman is just a giant pervert, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, goddamn it, Goatman. Can, so, can, none of, can any of my heroes just be untainted at this point? And the answer is no. No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, didn't yeah. we even have a run-in with Mothman being a little bit on the uh, weird <laughs> side? There was, there was a little racially motivated Mothman issue there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the first appearance of the Goatman um, that we have documented as far as the Maryland Goatman goes was in 1957 and was shortly followed in 1962 when he became the lead suspect in the murder of 14 hikers. Since then, there have been steady sightings that give similar descriptions of Goatman. There were a cluster of sightings in 2015 causing hashtag Goatman to trend on Twitter. So, I feel like an old man already. Um, I'm so bad at using Twitter, dude. I don't. It's like, it's, it's so... The only, it's the only it's form embar- of social media I don't use. <laughs> dude, I feel embarrassed because, like, I just don't get it. And just, like, I just don't know what I'm doing on there. Uh, but I do have accounts. Uh, so I logged in and I looked up hashtag Goatman on Twitter and got a ton of hits, but really nothing relevant. It was mostly furry drawings, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like like um, furries, like they dress up and have sex furries? or like Yeah, yeah. Huh. like furry fan art, if you will, of the Goatman. Um, but yeah, nothing really relevant. Um, but also, the thing is, is it was only showing me the most recent Goatman stuff from 2019. So right. Yeah, unless I sat there and dive. scrolled forever to get to 2015, uh, I didn't see anything really relevant to that, unfortunately. Yeah. But I did look. That's also why I like the hashtags on Instagram better because then it just gives you that grid and you can just fly through photos and click on a random one and see the date. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the first media mention of the Goat Man was in 1971 in Prince George's County News. Okay. In 1971, a puppy by the name of Ginger Aww. met a gruesome end in the city of Bowie. Come on. <laughs> Start off with a puppy meeting a yep. gruesome end. Lead you into Ugh. it. Uh, reporter Ivan Goldberg covered the incident for the Washington Post, writing, quote, Ginger, a sprightly mongrel who resembled the German shepherd, has been decapitated cleanly at the neck. The body was not found. Mm. Goldman's story suggested that perhaps the dog had been hit by a train, its head separated from its body and launched into the air. Locals quoted in the story fingered the marauding goat man. Yeah, I mean, well, if it if it wasn't Goat Man, I, I think the locals should be a, a lot more concerned finding that. You know what I mean? Like, got to got to make your straw or your your boogeyman to blame because if not, you got a, a someone with serious issues out there. Yeah. Now, like we alluded to in the beginning of this episode, this is the Goat Man of Maryland, right? Yeah. Not to be confused with the Goat Man of Texas. Mm-hmm. Two separate goat mans. Goat men? Yeah. Go, goat man. Goat go, 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 go manny? Goat. Would you put an I at the end? Goat many? <laughs> goat many men? 
I don't know. Maybe you know what? Maybe they're just cousins. Who, who, who yeah. knows? Goat many man. I like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like like I said in the beginning, I actually didn't know about the Texas goat man either. Um, and, but I am really familiar with the Maryland one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what, Jr. I'm glad to be doing this podcast with you because I thought I had knew. I, I, I knew everything that there was to know about this stuff, but it turns out actually like you keep finding stuff that I don't know about these conspiracies. And like, I think that's really cool that's, that it's just like a, a new angle to look at these things. So. That's what makes this so much fun, Chris. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Like all jokes, all jokes aside, let's get sentimental for a moment. I, I have so much fun doing this with you. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Like I look forward to it and like, like I said, I always think I know everything there is to know about one subject, and then I, I do this podcast with you, and it's just like, oh, JR found all these things I had no idea about, mm-hmm. and it's it's really fun. All right, let's let's jump back in. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> let's do I'll, it. I'll, I'll kiss you on the mouth later. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. So the Goat Man of Texas haunts the right. old Alton Bridge, which is nicknamed Goat Man's Bridge for obvious reasons. And this bridge connects Denton and Copper Canyon. The Goatman is said to roam the forest surrounding the bridge. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. already finding out that uh, Goatmen love bridges. So that's a so that's, that's a connection. That's an interesting correlation, right? It's two separate Goatmen, Goatman, Goatmeny men, um, mm-hmm. at two separate states, and yet bridges are tying both. Are the common together. denominator? Yeah. <laughs> Pause for sip. Oh, water break. I have a giant st- water stein. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's as big as my head. Right? Oh, that's how you hydrate, bro. That's right. 64 ounces of water. It's important anyway, to stay hydrated. The goat man arises from the tail of a black goat farmer who lived with his family on one side, the north side of the bridge. A few years after he moved there, he became known as a dependable and honest businessman, which in Texas and in the 50s for a black goat farmer, that's yeah. so, so far. Yeah. Good job for, <laughs> for Texas and the people that came yeah, up with the story. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. So North Texans started calling him the goat man. Okay. Although, that see, makes sense. it's North Texans. See, the North is always better. Yeah. Um, the farmer put a sign on the bridge that read this way to the Goatmans. Local clansmen, however, didn't like this and turned to violence. Well, classic clansmen. Mm-hmm. There you go. They kidnapped the farmer and hung a noose on Old Alton Bridge where they hung him. Well, fuck. That didn't end at all like how I wanted. Nope. That's not fun. When they looked down to check that he had died, he was gone. The clansmen then panicked and went back to the farmer's house where they killed his wife and children. Uh, fucking scumbags, dude. Yeah. Side note, it's hard to believe that they still have a presence today. Like, hard to believe. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's... They're know. awful human anyway. beings. Yeah, t- seriously. But anyway, I digress. Yep. This isn't about them. Spread love, not hate, brah. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, locals now warn people of this tale, and they warn that if you cross the bridge with no headlights, the goat man will appear on the other side. People have reported seeing strange lights and ghostly figures, as well as reports of being touched 
grabbed, and having rocks thrown at them. Locals warned visitors not to mess with the goat man. That makes sense. But I also feel like that's a really easy one to test, right? You just drive over the bridge with no lights, and then suddenly it's like, goat man, yes, no, maybe, yeah. no. <laughs> um, Now this next excerpt comes from the Washington City paper. And not sure if this is firsthand or just a virgin, virgin, a virgin, a version <laughs> of the legend that teenagers pass down around like a bonfire at night. Mm-hmm. So, like, a little bit of bonfire telephone, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I can't tell if this is, like, when I read it, it didn't really say whether or not it was firsthand or if it's just, like, the legend of Goatman. Right, right. Okay. So, so caller, uh, so here we go. Call it either an impressive grounding in reality or the rampant horniness of a 17-year-old male, but Hank James was having none of that monster talk. His mission this October <laughs> evening was clear. Girl, woods, beer, sex. Oh, man. Hank sounds like a real charmer already. <laughs> to, to his right, looking <coughs> fine in black Levi's and a white cotton sweater, sat Lisa Jane Benedict. Maybe not the prettiest girl at Eleanor Roosevelt High in Prince George's County, but surely, if the buzz was true, the most sophisticated. Uh, gotcha. Okay. I don't like this at all, Lisa said, as Hank steered his father's Buick into the darkness of Fletchertown Road. I mean... Not that I believe any of that stupid stuff, but, well, what if he's really out there? Well, if this if this is going where I think this is going, I'm into it. And I think this is going to be a three-way with Goatman, right? Like, don't spoil it, but we'll find out in a minute. This is the Goatman three-way. <laughs> All right, let's continue. I want to find out because, yeah. Who, your pop, Hank said, reaching over to pat the girl's knee. Hell, he's passed out in his lazy boy right now. You know I'm not talking about my father, Lisa said, crossing her arms. For as long as he'd been hearing about PG County's infamous urban legend was a third-grade recess the first time, the monster's name had never failed to give Hank the big-time creeps. So he was more than thankful when Lisa refrained from uttering the awful, the awful appellation. As Hank steered the car along Bowie's winding, leaf-littered roads, he thought the town seemed strangely empty for a Friday night. His pals were at Lido's, chowing down and talking shit. But where, everyone, but where was everyone else? He tried to keep himself in steady spirits, but when he turned the car onto Zug Road and the headlights brushed the white, white cross... Oh, Jesus. But the headlights... But... Let's try that again. When he turned the car onto Zug Road and the headlights brushed the white crosses marking anonymous graves in the church cemetery... Wow. Nothing like unmarked graves to get you in the mood, huh? You betcha. <laughs> Zug Road, Lisa whispered. That's where that dog was mutilated. That's where the monster was first spotted, right? When Hank felt Lisa slide closer to him, he knew. Hell, he became shit-sure positive. He'd made the right decision. Screw the monster. Probably just some dirty wino anyway. With visions of lust undressing in his skull, Hank kept driving, planning to stop at the chain-link fence guarding the train tracks. Let a little fear do its work, he thought, but tonight, for some reason, the fence's gate was wide open. Yeah, it was. Goatman's ready to get it on. He's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Hank. If the Goatman doesn't get us, some train will. But despite the fact Lisa had finally blurted the beast's filthy name, Hank still wasn't listening. Let's just drive out there for a second. Fueled by adrenaline, fear, and you-know-what, he steered his father's car through the gaping mouth, 
took a tight turn and parked 30 feet down under a dying tree. Now, is this so scary? He asked, reaching into the back seat for a beer. <laughs> God, Hank, really setting the mood for everyone. Jeez. <laughs> All right, babe, now shut up. Have this beer. <laughs> All right, get drunk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, distracted by looking north, south, east, and west for the monster, mumbled, no. When Hank hit the headlights, however, Lisa had seen enough. Please leave him on, Hank, she pleaded. We won't be out here long enough for the battery to go dead. Which I think is hilarious. Because yeah, right? She's either saying he's not getting any or he's pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at her small red mouth and nodded his head. But just as he leaned towards her, his lips barely touching hers, Lisa jerked violently and shouted, Someone's out there! Oh, yeah, he is. Goatman got his invitation. He's just he's just waiting to get in there. He's ready. <laughs> Cue Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> he came with the boombox, even. He held it up. Come on, Lisa, Hank sighed. It was a fucking... It's a, sorry. It was a fucking ghost story, like the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Hank turned toward the windshield. And you don't believe in the headless horse, but then he saw it, too. <laughs> well, he saw something. Something like legs, but not really. Something human, but not really. A costume? Had to be a costume. In fact, Hank was almost positive he could make out the crude ape-drape hairstyle of a certain noisy, uh, nosy friend. Is that O'Sullivan? Hank said, straining his eyes. Hell, he's just trying to scare us, that's all. Huh. Sounds like O'Sullivan wants in, too. Starting to turn into a, like quite the group activity over here. I'm pretty sure I've seen this porno. <laughs> Start <laughs> seems a little familiar. <laughs> I saw a gay porno once. The girls never came. The girls never came. <laughs> Lisa pointed a finger in Hank's face. You are going out there and telling O'Su O'Sullivan or whoever to beat it right now. Hank looked at Lisa, weighing getting the shit scared out of him against rounding the bases with the most sophisticated girl at Eleanor Roosevelt. He opened the door the hinges making a terrible screech, and turn back to Lisa. At least have a beer while I'm gone, please. <laughs> Dude, this Hank, what the hell, man? Get nice and drunk for when I come back, babe. Yeah, Who said right. romance is dead, right? Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. As oh. Hank ambled towards the shadow, the girl locked all the doors. She turned up the radio and tried to sing along. Was it Star Star by the Stones? And that's when she started hearing things. The crack of a tree branch shut her silent. Then a howl stole her breath. And finally, the tapping convinced her to stay put. Tap, tap, tap. Like a drop of rain beating against a tin can. Tap, tap, tap. As the seconds turned into minutes, and her curfew came and went, and the tap, tap, tap kept its sickening rhythm, a teary-eyed Lisa was visited by all those tales she'd been hearing since she was young enough to pee her pants. Somehow, and when Lisa thinks back on that night, she figures it must have been the metronome tick of the tap-tap-tapping, she fell asleep, only to be jarred awake at dawn by a train roaring a few yards away. She let loose a shriek, uh, sorry, she let loose a shriek, not a streak that ripped through the haze of slumber and slammed her body into the upright position. <clears throat> so she was so scared she fell asleep. Like, what? This is turning out to be weird. 
like is it like maybe it's like a hypnosis trick or something i gotta say jr this this goat man three-way isn't as sexy as i thought it was gonna be it's not over yet okay and then when the buzz of the locomotive finally faded to quiet the beat went on tap 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 slightly comforted by the daylight and a coal train crawling in from the west she opened the door and watched as the first drop of blood spread across the sleeve of her white sweater. Then another. And another. She could smell the blood beginning its slow bake in the sunlight, and she swallowed hard to keep everything down. But the stench was nothing compared to what came next. Her scream, throaty, raw, endless, was lost in the whistle of the locomotive as Lisa Jane Benedict looked up into the canopy of branches and realized what that tap 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 was all about yeah all right it was his mangled body in the tree in the in the blood tapped on the roof sure you are correct <clears throat> all right well okay i i'm gonna say the story stinks and not not only because there was no hot goat man three-way okay um that's not my that's not my reasoning although it would make the story better but it sticks because she presumably stayed out there for hours and slept in a truck while Hank was missing the entire time. Like, I'm not sure about you, but if I'm out in the woods and somebody got out of the car to check on something and just disappeared, like, in a, in a commotion, I, I would be sitting there, guard up the entire time until dawn. Like, I don't know, man. Falling asleep while, while he's gone. Five minutes. That's Five all minutes? I would give him. In and, then you scenario, you, then you, and then you, and then I'm just starting off. the car and leaving. Yeah, that makes sense. Honk that, the horn a couple times. Yeah. Yep. Turn get, on the get lights. Get to the car. Anything. Yep. Just f it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a weird one. Um, but hey, that's that's part of the fun, right? You gotta you gotta dig through the shit sometimes. Right. Now, when you think about it, <laughs> the biggest victim in the whole Maryland Goatman myth has to be the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Okay. Because yeah. these guys have had a bad reputation locally for over 50 years. Mm. Although, how bad can it really be? Because, I mean, it's over 50 years later and they're still in business. Yeah, I mean, not that bad, I guess. I mean, what can the locals really do anyway, you know? Yeah. It's not like well, you drive them out of town. I briefly touched on the uh, other Goatman interpretations and how the story came about, but there are other cryptids that share... In the Goatman spotlight, Chris. Yeah, that's interesting. What, what are they? <laughs> well, <laughs> the Waterford Sheepman okay. is an abominable creature that terrorized the small rural town of Waterford, Pennsylvania in the early 70s. It lurked in farm fields, stalking the unwitting animal in a desire to tear it apart and feed on its flesh in blood. Hundreds of people witnessed this creature, and it's also referred to as Goatman. Yeah. Hundreds of witnesses, huh? I mean, that's pretty good. That's that's also nuts. Um, also, side note, it's a real missed opportunity to call that thing a sheep squash, you know? That's just my personal opinion, but I think sheep squash would have been a better name. <laughs> Come on, sheep man. Sheep squash. Sheep squash. <laughs> well, here's here's the, uh, the encounter that I was able to find. Okay. Maryland, not the state, but mm -hmm. Maryland, like Monroe knew of the Goatman legend as a teenager in the 70s, but along with the stories, she had also seen it with her own eyes on more than one occasion. 
I've lived on Baghdad Road and saw this figure running across the dirt road at one point near the old sawmill. Direct quote. She remembers that at the time there was much talk about the legend, with many people catching a glimpse of the creature darting across the road or into the brush along farm fields. She had a second encounter with the monster when she was 17, quoting, He was there that one night I drove home, and right before I turned in my driveway, there he was, running across the road into the woods. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool first-hand account, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I can't imagine seeing something like that, not only once, but twice, because if that was me, right, you see something like that once, you know, you'd feel uneasy, but you'd also be like, oh, it was nothing. I missed, saw something. Maybe it was a wolf. Maybe it was a coyote, whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, just, you know, to kind of calm yourself down a little bit. But then once I see that thing the second time, I'm out, I'm moving. I'm not going outside ever again. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, I, you know, you see it once, you're just like, oh, maybe it was nothing. You see it twice, right. you're just like, no, it was definitely something. I'm gone. Yeah, like, that's, I'm not fucking with that. That was sheep squatch. I'm out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. The Popelik monster. Excuse me? The Popelik <laughs> monster, named after the Popelik Creek below the Popelik train trestle. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's a legendary part man, part goat, and part sheep creature reported to live beneath the Norfolk Southern Railroad trestle over Floyd's Fork Creek in the Fisherville area of Louisville, Kentucky. All right, so the Kentucky Goat Man, these jerks are just everywhere living under bridges, huh? <laughs> In most accounts, the Popelik monster appears as a human-goat hybrid with the grotesquely deformed body of a man. It has powerful fur-covered goat legs, an alabaster-skinned face with an aquiline nose and wide-set eyes. Short, sharp horns protrude from the forehead, nestled in a long, greasy hair that match the color of the fur on the legs. I like this description because it's just like they're so focused on the uh, what, what did they say? It's they say they had a uh, powerful fur-covered goat legs and like mm, and an that alabaster skin face. Yeah, they're just like I know I've seen that goat man. He does not skip leg day. All right, he is just he has the <laughs> thickest legs. <laughs> oh, next crap. up, next up is the Proctor Valley monster. All right, nice said to be seven feet tall and a deranged cow. Okay. The Proctor Valley monster provides numerous points of evidence for Goatman's existence, including a footprint. Okay. The legend of the Proctor Valley monster grew, and it is described as a seven-foot-tall, hairy humanoid like Bigfoot, or sometimes a cow-like animal with its body parts in the wrong place. Huh. That's really hard to imagine. Yeah, I don't... I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. The Proctor Valley monster is assumed to be responsible for the livestock mutilations that occur in every now and then. The Bonita Museum in Chula Vista has a casting of a strange footprint alleged to be that of the monster. Almost identical to all Goatman stories, the Proctor Valley monster seems like a tale told around a campfire, just right for a Hollywood B-movie. A teenage couple go parking in the woods off Proctor Valley Road in the southeast corner of San Diego County in California car won't start or maybe they had a flat tire or the boy gets out to investigate but he doesn't come back the girl stays inside terrified because she hears scratching outside of the car police find her the next day still hiding in the car and the boyfriend well he's dead torn and bloody dangling from a tree while his hands brush the car producing the scratching noises huh jeez, that's almost identical to the uh, lisa and hank story correct 
The story uh, sometimes has mysterious huge footprints found nearby. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, almost identical to that other story with Lisa and Hank. Um, and, and I mean, the deaths were certain. That's one thing we know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were certainly there. So something was in the woods tearing these people to shreds, whether it was well, Goatman or not. Or it's like that's the urban legend, you know what I mean? It's like oh, the, okay. The cops okay. found right. him. He was dangling from a tree. Right. He could have just been um, mauled however, by a wolf or something. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. a local psychiatrist who once lived in Alpine quite seriously claims to have seen a Bigfoot-type creature in the hills near his house. The doctor has um, shied from publicity, saying he wants to write his own book on the events. But third-hand accounts say he described uh, the creature as a six- or seven-foot-tall, hairy creature accompanied by two smaller, uh, two similar critters. Huh. He made a plaster cast of a footprint 16 inches long and 18 inches wide. Oh, dude, that's really cool. I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. He also related many strange happenings and sounds around his home. Park rangers and other investigators could never confirm the sightings, but plenty of campers, area residents, and even a sheriff's deputy claimed to have seen some large hairy thing tromping the hills of Alpine. So multiple stories corroborated is always a good sign of something strange going on. Especially when you have respectable professions involved. You have a psychiatrist and a a deputy. deputy. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause what do they have to hide, right? Or like, exactly. They have a lot to lose and not a lot to gain from that. So. And one investigator into Bigfoot phenomena notes that the nearby Viejas Indians have a legend of a similar creature that guards its burial grounds. Until the doctor writes his book, however, this is about all we'll know. Well, one thing I've learned for sure is that people just need to stay clear of these burial grounds, man. Like, yes. why do people still fuck with burial grounds? Don't do it. <laughs> Burial grounds are not good. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if anything I've learned from watching Poltergeist, you don't move the headstones and leave the bodies. You just don't fuck with that. No, you just, just don't. Just, just leave just it all. On. Just, just, just yeah. move on. Build around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the moral of this particular cryptid is if you're thinking about going to make out with your sweetheart or fool around in a car on a back road somewhere... Maybe find a better place? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the takeaway, right? Go do it in your mom's basement. It sucks. <laughs> anywhere other than near a bridge or on a road in Virginia. Yeah, right? It's Maryland on a road. Back Maryland. road in Maryland. Yeah. Texas, Don't make Kentucky, out on bridges. Anywhere. Just don't, just don't do anything in a car. Cars are for driving, yeah. not for straddling. Go, go, go rent a hotel, you cheapskate. Jesus. <laughs> Bastards. You cheap SOB. Go get a hotel. I don't know why that struck me so funny. <clears throat> Pause for a sip. Oh. That's the good stuff, guys. Make sure that's, that's the good, good stuff. All right. Well, that's how we're going to wrap up this episode <laughs> of the Mystery in Our History podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. See ya. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions or topics for us to cover, email us at fourguysmedianetwork at gmail.com. If you're on the go, you can subscribe to our shows on iTunes. 
Be sure to check out our Patreon page, 4Guys Media Network, for access to exclusive content like minisodes and more. We have a lot of goals to hit, so we can keep improving and continue providing more content ad-free. So all of your donations are greatly appreciated. Make sure you subscribe to the 4Guys Media Network YouTube channel for all of our other projects by clicking the link on the right. And lastly, if you want to watch another episode, just click the link on the left. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back.